Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for blessing us, keeping us safe and sound. We thank you for allowing us to see another Saturday and bring us through the week. Father God, we ask you to bless us and keep us. And Father God, as we read, our, read your word, and as we partake in the devotional, rather hearing our reading, we ask you to give us knowledge and convey to us what you're trying to say. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Today's verse is Romans 5, 20 through 21. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abound, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness into, into eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Topic, abounding in him. Affirmations, I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to allow you to say it behind me if you like. I am living a righteous life. I have grace because of the blood. Jesus reign in me. I am powerful in God. What does abound mean? It means to exist in large numbers or amount. It means to be plentiful, bountiful, and numerous. Some people think that because they are Christian now, they can do whatever they like and they are forgiven. Yes, we are forgiven. But why keep sinning? Yes, we have this large amount of grace given to us. But why keep sinning over the same thing and not allow the Holy Spirit to order our steps and allow his blood to cleanse our life? Paul says it in Romans 6, 15. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace by no means. Just because we are no longer are under the law doesn't mean we keep sinning. Doesn't mean we do whatever we like. No, to confess means to turn away. Turn away from the sins that has us in chains. We shouldn't allow enemy to brainwash us to think it's okay to keep repeating the same sin. We shouldn't allow the enemy to say to us, oh, well, it's okay. You have grace. And yes, we do have grace. But we shouldn't continue in our sinful way to see how much we can mock God. It tells us in the word, God is not mocked. Wherever a man sows, he's that he that wherever he, a man sow, it that he shall reap. None of us could have made it in the law because the law um, wanted perfect. Per, the law wanted perfection. Ephesians two and two. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the rule of the kingdom of the air, the, the spirit who's now at work. Those who are disobedient. We used to be dead in this world because we used to live a life only worried about ourselves and only worried about that that gratifies the flesh. We didn't care about being disobedient. We didn't care about being obedient. But when we gave ourselves to God, that should have changed. We should have the desire to want to change and a desire to want to seek his ways. But some of us are still living in a false ideal that sin doesn't matter to a Christian. It should it should create enmity between God and us. It creates this wall or bridge between us. His biggest or his bigger pursuit in life are during the day, our biggest pursuit in life or during the day should be how to connect with God. Verse four and five, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. His love for us is why we have mercy. Not because of anything we did, not because we deserve it. No, none of us deserve his mercy or grace. But we, but he did this because of his great love for us. And while we yet dead and sinners, he still wanted to, us to be saved. He didn't care. A lot of times people focus on the past. They focus on the sin that has, that has them bound. 
They don't think of the power of the blood of Jesus that saved you and me, that saved us from the fire of hell. Romans 5 and 21, therefore, just as sin come into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because of all sin. Sin was brought into this world the moment that Adam chose his, chose the tree over his relationship with God. He chose his wife over the voice of God. He chose disobedience over obedience. When we did, when he did this, that's when death was brought into us and it spread. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at the sons of God and daughters of men. Look at these accounts. These people chose flesh over life, darkness over light. Look at the world today. People choose cell phones over intimacy with God. People choose hatred over compassion. People choose guns over talking or violence over talking. You see, men must choose. We must choose. Who will we allow to direct our path? Is it flesh or God? Prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to choose you. Help us to let go of anything in our heart. Help us to desire closeness with you. Lord, give us strength in you. I know that we aren't perfect, but... But in you, we can be more and see more. So we are asking you to help us to get there. We lay it all down before you change us. Lord, touch our life, touch our family lives to change us from, from ourselves. Lord, we need you more than anything. And we don't want to live life without you. Lord, conquer our giants, please, in Jesus' name. Father God, help us to choose which one we will, which one we will pick be it you or the flesh. For Father God, help us this day to deny our flesh, deny our will, and pick up your will, and pick up our cross, and follow you in Jesus' mighty name. Reference, John 1, 16 through 17. For from this, from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law has given through, mercy, through Moses grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. Romans 6, 14. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Romans 6, 14. 1 Peter 5, 10. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. For the reading, Ma Ma Micah 5, 1 through 7 and 20. Revelation 7, 1 through 17. Psalms 135, 1 through 21. Proverbs 35 through 6. So abounding in him, we have to learn how to abound in him. We have to learn how to not overexert our grace because it's there. And a lot of times what happens is because a lot of Christians say we have grace, I can do this. No, grace is there for when we slip, not when we purposely seek out sinning. And even Paul says, I think I quoted it in the devotion that just because grace is there, it doesn't mean you can use it. doesn't mean you have to overuse it. No, we have to learn self-control. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Every day we must be asking God, please give me self-control. Give me the fruits of the Spirit. Let, let's look up the fruits of the Spirit real quick because I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to quote, quote them. Let's look it up real quick. Fruits of the Spirit. Joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control we have to pray for these things if we don't play for love we won't love even but one if we don't pay for peace in our mind we won't have the peace to love someone if we don't have self-control we won't be able to to pick i need to pick jesus i need to pick the holy spirit i need to pick things that will fill me we have to learn to pray for god to help increase the fruits of the spirit that's within us yes we are christians and yes some of us have issues with some of these some of us have problems with patience it, we have to have self-control 
to be able to have patience. You see what I'm saying? We have to have self-control. We have to have joy. And then we have self-control. All these fruits of the spirit is connected. So we must pray on them. I think I told y'all this maybe, I think it was maybe two weeks ago. I said, I didn't pray for patience because I always heard patience is the roughest thing to pray for. But sometimes patience is not just, I need to sit here and wait. Sometimes it's, I need to learn how to deal with this person at the level that they are. All of us are different. What you can take, I can't. What I can take, you can't. So we all have to learn how to be patient so we can display love. And when we display love, we will have the joy of God. We will have the peace of God. You see what I'm saying? All these are connected. I pray one day that the Holy Spirit allowed me to do a devotional on all of them. He had me do it one time, but he revealed some things to me about the fruits of the Spirit that I feel like that needs to be conveyed to his people. And, and I'm still praying on that, you know, and I only write what he tells me to write. If you don't tell me to write it, I won't write it. But back to the discussion, we have to learn to have self-control to be able to pick what we need to pick for our relationship with God. All our relationships is different. I can sit here and say, I don't have this issue. You can sit here and say, you do have this issue, but we all have to work out on it on our own pace. We all are different. I can't sit here and, and judge you because you have a temper. You can't sit here and judge me because I have no patience. We all have to pray for one another. That's when intercessory prayer comes into play, where we pray for one another. We, we go into the spirit and we pray and we stay burdened down. We fast and we say, God, let me carry this person's burden so they can be better. God, have them to carry my burden so I can be better. We have to start praying for one another. That's why during noonday prayer, we pray for other people. We don't pray. We pray for a list of people and we might throw our name in there, but we pray for other people because that's what we're supposed to do. That's how we stay strong as sisters and brothers. We have to learn to connect. We have to stop judging one another. No one's a mega Christian. That's what I think that, that goes on with people here, that they're a mega Christian and they have to do everything over and beyond, they have to be so perfect. No, the law is done. It's doing Jesus died. The law is done. It's no longer we have to sit here and be super perfect. But we do have to strive for perfection. It's different. We have to strive to be per per perfect, but strive to be perfect. But don't try to be perfect. Don't think in your mind that I am perfect. This I am a perfect person. No, no one's a perfect person. I can, if I go through my day and tell you how I dealt with things out, out of character, I, how I said things that I shouldn't said, it will show you there that I'm not a perfect person. If a person tells you that they're a perfect person, if a person tells you they have no flaws, run from them. Do not listen to them. If they're on a podcast on YouTube or in, in the pulpit and they say that they're perfect, run from them because they're not. No one's perfect. And we have to understand that. And God understands that. We have to take the stress off ourselves and say, okay, grace is here, but I'm not going to foolishly do something. But I am going to rely that if I did something wrong, that God gave me grace. God gave me mercy to be able to slip and be okay. That And that I have the, the control to say, I need you. And I have the ability in my mind to know that I need God to help me to go further. You get what I'm saying? We have to learn how to build a relationship. God, I slipped. I thank you for grace and mercy, but God, help me not to do it again. Help me to go further. That's what we have to start doing, people of God. Remember that Jesus loved you, and remember that no matter what you've done, no matter how many times you fall, you have grace, but do not overuse grace.
Have a blessed night. Blessed day.